Please listen carefully. All right, guys. So Coach Nate and I are here to talk to you about gear. We've gotten a bunch of questions about gear, what gear to use, why you should use it, how you should use it. And so we thought we would talk you through it. So um, this will probably be, go up as a podcast and uh, the YouTube video. But because there are visuals here of actual gear, we recommend getting on our uh, YouTube channel, Kana Fitness on YouTube. So... You want to start? You want me to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Okay. Let's start with the bottom. We'll start off with uh, lifters just uh, in general, as well as the CrossFit style shoe, uh, just because whether it's a lifter or a CrossFit style shoe, the bottom of the shoe is flatter. Mm-hmm. So off the bat, that's going to give you a better, a better starting point in terms of lifting. Yeah, uh, especially compared to a traditional running shoe yeah. where it's very foamy, big chunky heel. Right. Yeah, and yeah. especially because the back of the running shoe is curved a little bit to help you with running. Right. Uh, these shoes are kind of flat and all across the board. So when it comes to lifting or jumping, you're able to do everything pretty well. Right. But it, obviously, it's not going to be the best running shoe because it's not designed to be running. But you're still going to be able to run with it. Yep. Unless it's a lifter, then you probably right. shouldn't run with that. <laughs> Uh, but lifters specifically, I, I think these are great once you've been in, in the gym a little bit mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that you're getting that form down first. And then once you come to a conclusion that, okay, maybe it's limited ankle mobility and you need that little uh, elevation mm-hmm. that the uh, heel gives you, you can see, thank you, you can see like right here, uh, it's going to lift your heel off the ground a little bit, creating that space, giving you a little bit more uh, flexion in your ankle mm-hmm. so that you can get a little bit lower in the squat, uh, whether it's squatting, cleaning, snatching. Yep. Uh, it's a great option. But again, for me, it's, you need to have that form down first. For sure. Uh, otherwise, that's just gonna, going to exaggerate poor form and just encourage bad habits. Yeah, lifters um, allow for a deeper <coughs> squat because it lifts the heel off the ground while still maintaining contact with the shoe yeah. with a hard surface. But it also shouldn't excuse people from working on their mobility. Yeah. Right. So um, it's a bit of a crutch. But if you're going for a one rep uh, clean, one rep oh. squat, maybe that's the opportunity to wear that. But um, if it's a, a Metcon where you're running and you're doing, you know, lighter squat cleans or, you know, lighter front squats, you may actually want to stick with a normal shoe. Yeah. Um, because you don't need the maximal, you know, every advantage possible. Yeah. And, and that's, for me, that's always been the great debate. If it's a heavy barbell in a Metcon style, uh, like a heavy clean and then double unders. Mm-hmm. Well, for me... I know double unders, I can get away with using lifters, so I might uh, go with my lifters and swap those shoes out. Yep. But more often than not, especially with a, with a lighter barbell, I shouldn't need or feel that need, like you said, right. you, I shouldn't use it as a crutch to uh, just put them on and feel like I'm actually doing better when it's yep. providing no benefit at that point. Yep. Um, now, 
for that the combo workouts, let's say take that example of like let's say running or double unders, yeah. and then let's say they're actually heavy squat cleans. Uh, they do sell these inserts that you can buy, so it does a similar effect where it raises your heel up a little bit, and then it's a hard uh, plastic material, so you get all that energy transfer through the ground. Uh, again, that's why the lifters are made of these hard plastics. They used to be made of wood, uh, so they don't compress, but nowadays it's usually this um, hard plastic. So this you can insert into your sneaker, into your shoe, and then um, kind of a standard CrossFit style shoe where it is flat, where it is uh, uh, a harder rubber, but then this will elevate your heel. So it's, it, it can be theoretically uh, best of both worlds, but it, it really depends on what the workout is and what your goal is, what your intent is. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I think it comes down to, I have a three-month rule for anything I try. Like, I'm not going to buy anything unless I absolutely need to. Mm -hmm. Until three months in, all right, I'm going to stick with it. All right, my, my first purchase was, was shoes. Got it. To make it better for, for me because, like, like, like I said, going back to starting with running shoes or a flatter shoe, yep. th that flatter shoe is just going to make the world of a difference. Yeah, I would say for most of our people coming in here, they should think about going from a traditional running shoe to, a, a, I'll just take my shoe off, but um, yeah. a flatter shoe where there's not as much a heel drop and then this heel back here is not as foamy and chunky as a traditional running shoe. Mm. So I would def, Nike, Mekons, Reebok Nanos. Yeah. Uh, personally, I like these strike movement um, shoes because they don't look like a, a workout shoe per se. Noble um, as well. Noble is another good example of a, more of a, like a lifestyle slash workout shoe. Yep. Um, I would say that transition from a running shoe to one of these type shoes is the first thing to think about. And then if people are super serious about lifting, or not even super serious, but you know, they're looking to eke out every pound or every yeah. you know percentage on a heavy squat, then use these. Yeah. And I don't think people even need to go out right away to buy new shoes if they have like, uh, I'm thinking Vans, Etnies, Chucks, mm, like the yep, skateboarding yep, shoes, yep. Uh, because they're already pretty flat yep. and pretty grippy to begin with. So yep. you can get away with those yep. before spending the money on. Yeah, the, and before all these brands came out with these shoes, that's what people were lifting in Vans and Converse and yeah. yeah so yeah, um, you can go old school like that. Oh yeah. Um, the one caveat I want to make about the lifting shoes is that just because you're lifting heavy doesn't mean you should always wear those shoes. So where we see a, a big mistake happening uh, is people wearing these shoes for deadlifts. And the reason you don't want to do that is because your heel is being raised up, you're being tilted more forward, and you don't want to tilt forward on a deadlift. You actually want to pull back. So these are really just for heavy squats, front squat, back squat, overhead squat, uh, even arguably not overhead squat because relative, it's not as heavy a weight. Um, heavy squat cleans, um, that's what these shoes are for. Yeah. Not, not just heavy all heavy lifting. Um, definitely don't need them for any sort of pressing uh, yeah. overhead. Um, and for deadlifts, that shoe will tilt you forward. So it actually does exactly the opposite of what you want. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a great point. I, do, I have seen that pretty frequently. Yeah, and it's, tenure. you know, if you call them lifting shoes, People think you should wear them uh, for any sort of heavy lifting. Yeah. So I get it, but um, yeah, we see that enough that you know we want to just put that disclaimer out there. Yeah. Um, moving on up, we have knee sleeves. Right over there. Yep. Take them out. They are 
Those actually look pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> the hardest part about knee sleeves, in my opinion, is just how they clean, look. No, cleaning them. Cleaning them. Yeah, yeah. got it. Um, <laughs> but knee sleeves are great to just help stabilize the knees. If you have knee issues, that's a great uh, support system. Arvana uh, White's going to put them on. Oh, those are perfect. Uh, they help. Uh, they compress the knee to. You're doing that very well. <laughs> uh, they compress the knee to help uh, increase the blood flow throughout the leg uh, and help keep the knee nice and stable throughout your lifts. Uh, side note, they also make a great uh, shin protector for rope climbs. Yes. So that's worth its weight in gold. Yep. Yeah, knee sleeve, um, you know, it's not as stable as what you might find um, uh, like through, a brace. Yeah, like a brace. It's not a brace um, because it is neoprene. So uh, what, it, what it can do is give you a little bit more proprioception, so like the feeling around the knee to give you more awareness uh, of how you're tracking through a squat. Um, it can definitely keep your knee warmer. Uh, so if you are typically someone who has you know, poor circulation through that area, just having you know, another layer around that can help. And then when you do go, do go down for that squat, the extra neoprene hitting against itself can help actually bounce you up out of that squat even more. Mm -hmm. um, so some people will wear it. Um, I think similar though to like the shoes, uh, you know, you don't need knee sleeves for every single lift or every single movement. No. Um, it can, you know, for most people, you should probably reserve it for like your your high end you know, one rep or uh, maximal lifts. Yeah, and you definitely don't need it for pressing. Yeah, no, no <laughs> definitely not pressing. I have seen that before, Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, so those are knee sleeves. Um, these we sell uh, behind the desk uh, through the United Metal Wall, um, and these actually do come in pairs. Um, I feel like I always see them uh, being sold elsewhere for like individually. Singles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nice they come in pairs. Yep. Um, they can be pricey. Uh, these are actually reasonable. I'm not, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head how much these are. But yeah, Reband is the more traditional ones where they sell only a single. Yeah. And you know, only a single could be like 45 bucks. Yeah. So for 90 bucks, you're thinking, all right, is this actually worth it? For most people, you don't need it. For some people, it makes you even mentally stronger, like um, you know, kind of a placebo effect. Yeah, it gives you more confidence that you're going to be able to stand up out of a lift, out of a squat. Right, right. Um, so not for everyone, but for people who, you know, are conscious of how their knees are tracking and everything, it might be a good option. Yeah, and I will always, I've, I don't have a pair, but I've been strongly considering it strictly for the uh, rope climb aspect. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the shin <laughs> yeah, protection. the shin protection. Yeah, the, the I can use protection. every every help I can get, every bit of help. Uh, All right, I'll talk about belt. Yep, go right, right cool. ahead. So for your belts, um, a lot of people see uh, others wearing belts for things like deadlifts or squats or, or things of that nature. Um, what you're noticing is that for a lot of this gear, it is for your high-end maximal lifts. And I would say the same for the belt. Um, so what happens is you end up wrapping the belt uh, around not where you normally wear a normal belt, down that low. You actually wrap it around your midline. And the idea here is when you go for a max lift, 
you're going to take a belly breath in, right? We don't want to breathe into our lungs. We want to breathe into our belly. And what that's going to do is create what's called intra-abdominal pressure, IAP. Mm -hmm. And that IAP is what helps stabilize your body as you're going through a lift. So uh, that could be for a deadlift, that could be for a squat, um, even presses, uh, theoretically. Basically, what you want to do is create a strong core. And so your spine is running through your back. Uh, you don't have a, a bony structure in the front. And so what you do is you breathe into your belly. You brace. That's why we often say breathe and brace. When you brace, that's going to create a strong structure for you to do a lift. And so when you are going through that lift, it's a lot, it's a lot like a, um, a soda or beer can, right? Yeah. So if you take an empty can, it's easy to crush, right? If you take a big breath in and hold it, you're going to create the equivalent of like a full can that's sealed. And so you can stand on one of those sealed cans, right? Because it's strong. The idea of a belt is that it just amplifies that pressure even more. So you don't want to, um, when you wrap a belt around you, you don't want to squeeze it so tight that you're like taking, like sucking in and trying to like corset yourself. That's not the goal. Um, <laughs> Because then you, you can't get actual any pressure in there. You can't breathe into your belly. Okay. So you want it just loose enough to be able to breathe into your belly. But once you breathe into your belly, have it super tight and you feel your belly pressing against the belt. Mm. So all that's going to do is create more pressure and, uh, and allow for you to basically lift more or theoretically lift more. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I, I've seen a lot of people use this as a crutch as well when it comes to volume squatting or even at a lightweight squat. Uh, right, not necessary at, at lighter or moderate, even moderate weights. Yeah, right. it, it's just a, a force of habit that some people have because mm -hmm. uh, going back to the placebo effect, that could be it where it, yep. it just gives them that self-confidence to squat a little bit more. For sure. Which doesn't do much harm, but it can also actually uh, weaken the midline and yeah, because if you're not needing to breathe or feel like you need to breathe into your belly or like tighten your midline, yeah, it, it defeats the purpose of having a strong core like within yourself. Yeah, uh, right. so it kind of has an adverse effect. Yep, yep, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is for lifting, uh, Olympic lifting specifically, for things like snatches where you have a wider grip and that bar is going to make contact with your hip or it should make contact with your hip, that may actually contact the belt and get caught on the belt. So we generally don't want to wear belts when snatching, even for one rep snatches. Um, but for cleans, they should, they should be fine. And again, when you think about the weight that someone can squat snatch versus uh, a squat clean, the snatch is going to be lighter in general. Mm -hmm. And so you, you don't need a belt because it's by nature a lighter weight uh, when you're pulling from the ground. Yeah. So in addition to the contact. Yeah, so, no. it's a great so tool about, to have, but. Yeah, yeah, um, but again, similar to the knee sleeves and definitely the shoes. Um, Only on the higher end of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. What else do we have here on the table? We have those wrist wraps, or not wrist wraps, we have gymnastics grips. Yep. I actually just had a conversation this morning with a member about these. I've never actually used these myself, uh, but the member had uh, said that he uh, tried them once, uh, 
because his hands were bothering him. And the fir first question that I asked him was, uh, is he taking care of his hands? Mm -hmm. So that's, to me, that's always the first go-to uh, whenever somebody says that their hands are bothering them. What are they doing to take care of the hands? Because you need to make sure that you're shaving down your calluses, make sure you, you actually are lotioning up your hands uh, once, I do it once a day because that's how rough my hands are. And mm -hmm. if I don't, I will feel it on the bar and on the rig. Um, but if you're doing all that and uh, you're like me and have really sweaty palms, I think these are a great option to help you stay on the bar just because you don't have that uh, skin to bar contact. Sure. Uh, and it gives you a little bit extra grip on the bar. Yep. So you don't have to worry, for me, you don't have to worry about slipping off. Yep. And uh, Coach Lamb, I think, even wrote up a blog post about it, and we can, we can link that up. But yeah. um, taking care of your hands, I think, as a preventative measure mm -hmm. is a good way to go about it. And then these can theoretically help prevent ri some rips. Some people don't like them, though, because it does create an extra layer, so they don't feel the bar as much. Some people like to feel the bar. Yeah. Um, whereas others feel like they ripped so much that, um, you know, this is needed. Um, the one thing I'll say about these grips, people oftentimes ask where the finger holes should go, whether they should go on these three uh, or these three. They, these guys, uh, victory grips, generally say they should go on the end, the pinky, uh, the ring, and then the middle. Um, some people prefer the feel of this, which is fine. Neither is wrong. Um, but you definitely want a size where you have this extra material uh, on the palm, because when you go grab that bar, that extra material is going to have a dowel effect on the bar and give an extra grip. So if you ever see gym, gymnast or gymnasts uh, on the bars, they're going to have an actual dowel uh, in their grips. And what that does is allows for a, a tighter grip on that bar, um, much like a, a hook grip will, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, and so you want extra material there. You don't want this to be so far down that you're only, it's yeah, it's that completely you're completely flat and flush to the skin. Exactly, you don't want it flat. No. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm in the boat of, I don't like having anything between uh, my hand and the bar. Yep. But I also know that I'm missing out on a, either a lot of strength, using a lot of strength because I just can't hold onto the bar. Mm. Like if I had used this for uh, today's workout uh, where we had toes the bar, Right. I'm a person that gets so sweaty that as soon as I start doing anything, mm -hmm. I will sweat profusely. Um, so I feel it all across right, the, right along the palm of my hand, and this would have prevented that yep. from me, me from falling off of the rig yep. and not, well, not being able to hold on to the rig. Yep. Uh, so it's a huge benefit to have. Yeah, and we don't have it on the table, but let's talk about chalk because you're talking about like sweaty palms and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, when it comes to chalking, uh, especially in the summer, caking your hands in chalk is not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to soak right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of bringing a towel with me uh, mm. to dry off my hands if I need to chalk up. Yeah. Uh, but if, you, if your hands are just drenched in sweat, right. then the, it's going to soak through. and It does very little. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it'll be gone That's by fair. the time you step up to the bar or the rig. So you're saying you would rather bring a towel, dry your hands off first, and then if you're going to use chalk, chalk up because yeah. otherwise that initial like digging your hands in the bag, chalking up, it's, will just literally soak up the sweat yep. and not actually give you any grip. Yeah, it's not going to help you at all. Yeah. Um, 
And then I, I also see a lot, uh, a lot of over-chalking, just mm. in general, in a, in a regular sense, mm-hmm. uh, outside chalk of summer. Monsters. Yeah. yeah, because you don't need to cake your hands in chalk. You just need a little bit along. Uh, I draw a smiley face, actually, when I have a... a do you really? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, what I do is I draw a line around the outside of my palm, and then I usually do each finger, but then in the middle of my palm, I'll just do like two eyes. So that way it's like a smiley face, two eyes, and then this is the hair. And that's, that, that is plenty of chalk. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. need to become Casper right. Uh, right. coming out of the chalk bag. Yep. Or people who like take the, the block of chalk out of the bag and they like coat their bar so the bar is now all white. Yes. I get coating the bar instead of your hands because you'll go grab the bar anyway. And it also gives you a marker to um, figure out where to grab the bar quickly mm-hmm. if you need to. Uh, but you don't, you don't need that much. No. Um, you don't, some people like really load up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're recording this in the summer and you always feel like you need more than you actually mm-hmm. do. Uh, but that also c- goes back to, are you putting your hands in when you're drenched in sweat? Cause that's just right. not going to help. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea of the towel. Yeah. It's saved me. I mean, I also use the towel for my car as well. Mm-hmm. I drape it over my seat so that I don't sweat into my Seats? Into your seats. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let that smell. Hanging out for too long. Yeah, so these grips and these knee sleeves, we do sell uh, on the United Metal Wall behind the desk. So if you guys are members here, um, you can check those out um, and check yourself out through the, the iPad there. Um, and then the last thing, uh, something that we also have on that wall, is thumb tape. So thumb tape is used... Um, when lifting uh, with a hook grip. So, you know, when you have that bar, we generally like to have our thumb wrapped around and then finger wrapped on top over that, over that for a better grip. But the pressure on the thumb into the knurling of the bar can hurt. It can be, uh, you know, uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So this tape is uh, flexible tape. It's not like regular athletic tape because it's actually very stretchy. Um, so when you peel it off, it might be a little hard to see, but it's, it's not stiff at all. It's very flexible. And so what you do is um, you just take off a little bit. It's stretchy in, many, in all ways, so, and it's also sticky. So you wrap it around. I like to go at least twice over. And then you can bend your thumb. And so it allows for you to do a, use a hook grip, but you don't feel the knurling on that, on that bar. So this is actually one of my favorite um, pieces of gear because um, for lighter lifts where you're repping out hang power cleans, yep. hang power snatches, which we had on Monday, um, this helps a lot in terms of maintaining a nice grip but uh, not feeling that, that discomfort as much. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things that I wish I knew about in like a year into lifting <laughs> because I would always get uh, blisters right in the Yeah, some people there. get them deeper into the thumb. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's where mine would appear. Right. Um, but that was after I had done my level one, sir, and had people actually training me how to do the Olympic lifts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I found out I was gripping way too tightly because of that. Uh, so I, that's something I wish I knew about earlier. Yeah. And this, uh, I mean, you can get online, but again, we have it here as well. Um, so, and it's also, out of all these options, the cheapest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the easy, the uh, gateway piece of equipment. Yep. 
the easiest one. Yeah. Cool. So that's what we got for you in terms of gear. Um, obviously, there's plenty of other different types of gear so out there, much. but these are probably the, the biggest ones, the main ones. Um, the ones that we see used most often and maybe used not incorrectly, but more than they need to be. Yeah, so I think the overall message for a lot of this gear is that, number one, know its purpose, know why you're using it, be intentional about it. Um, we see, not so much here, but I've seen people gear up yeah. with like all of this stuff for a workout that has like, you know, running and double unders and uh, no yes. barbell at all. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's like, well, why are you wearing this stuff? And it's like, well, I just want to look like I'm working out. Right? <laughs> Uh, so you don't need that. Uh, a lot of stuff you don't need all the time, and, and actually you, you rarely need it for every single workout. Mm. So know its purpose, and then for a lot of this stuff, it's also related to you know the higher max lifts. Oh yeah. Um, so that your your one rep squat cleans, your one rep deadlifts for the belt, right? Um, and even then, there's an argument to be made that you don't need any of this, and that your body should be, you know, doing the one you know doing the work for it too. Yeah. You know, getting a stronger core, getting a stronger back, uh, working on your mobility. Those are all things that should actually come first or they should be concurrent with using the gear. You should be working on your mobility and also if you want to go for, you know, lifting shoes that are that are not that cheap, um, that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. But still be working on mobility. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Agreed. Uh, yeah, let us know if there's anything else that we didn't cover but you do want us to cover. Uh, we can certainly scour the wonderful world of the web and find whatever piece of equipment you want us to take a look at. Uh, and what other, whatever other uh, questions that you guys have about fitness in general, feel free to let us know. Yep. Uh, we will be happy to answer for you guys. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Please listen carefully.